This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of fantasy football and generally talk about football a bit, if, 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 if that's all right. But if it's not all right, do get in touch and, and we are willing to change and learn. Hello at cpfpl.com if you want us to change and or indeed learn. Joining us on the show this week is our first ever American guest. It's Tottenham fan, star of Man vs. Food, and manager of an FPL team we can't share because of legal issues. It's Adam Richman. But first, on to the FPL. Of course, mm-hmm. two games weeks. Games weeks in the last seven days. And, John, as you may have seen, I forgot to change my team for that first game week. And yeah. you, you did a free hit. I know. Had I known you were going to completely ignore your team, I would have saved that free hit. But at the time, uh, as listeners will know, you had me on the ropes after a five-week winning run. Mm. And I couldn't allow that to continue. So I deployed my free hit and then I checked your team and thought, oh, I'm basically playing Mothball FC. I tell you what, incredibly, I actually scored quite... I think 50-odd points that week, which is insane. I know. You got very lucky because all your Forest players came off the bench. Yes. Um, and they scored quite well as a result of their thumping. I mean, a, a number of tweets saying... Let's just address something up top, John. You are, you're you're having to keep your voice down. Now, we, we're going to boost you in the mix. We're going to boost you in the audio. So by the time it reaches your wonderful ears, dear listener, it may not be as audible. Uh, but Richardson... Just holding back on those decibels because he's in an Airbnb. What's going on, John? I'm working at the moment, filming a secret project for Channel 4, which I'm not allowed to Making tell you attraction. about. Um, yeah, I am. Well, they've sort of in, managed to, uh, much like we did the spin-off that was Cats Meets Countdown, we've managed to spin a mix between uh, Naked Attraction and Embarrassing Bodies. Lovely. Um, I have a particularly warty growth. Uh, one of my testes, and uh, they said, "Guys, I think there's a series in this." Get you on one of those, like um, like a a rotating thing, almost like a lazy Susan, just spin you around slowly. Yeah, I tell you what, that'd be a good show. You naked every week, and as you rotate, different things happen to you. So uh, maybe like a full spray tan, maybe. Yeah, have you ever had a spray tan? No, have you? I tell you what, <laughs> I smell a forfeit. Oh. I'd have to, obviously, with my skin, I'd have to be very careful. To use Bisto. Oh, I'd like that. I could just lick myself clean like a cat. (laughs) 
like a gravy loving cat reach everywhere or do you have to employ an actual cat to mop up the difference i think i would just get in the shower for the difference or or maybe you would lick the parts of me that i can't reach (laughs) (laughs) so john's away filming um, let's just deal with FPL at the start. Then. So then in the second game, we, we tied both on 68, a highly respectable score for both of us. Well, you'll have had the email I have had to say, congratulations on your top 10% finish. Have I? Well, maybe. Um, but you'll, you should, if you check your inbox, you'll have an email from... Uh... Oh my God, yeah. We're all crazy now. Hits top 10... Oh, it's the first time it's ever happened to me, John. Congratulations. Welcome to the Diamond Club. Yeah, I mentioned in Dispatchers from the Fantasy FPL, it says, while many FPL managers will have reeling at the high number of points on their bench, you managed to come through a tough game week and put together a great GW13 score. Erling Haaland delivered as uh, usual, but differentials grip the headlines. I've done very well, basically. So um... You have annoyed me um, because I, I can't remember the structure of the games this week, but there was a point, maybe halfway through the game week, where I thought, I've got this. Mm. I, I've got this. And then effing Almiron scored again. Yes. That's why I've got him in my team. What is up with that guy? But I tell you what. What? Let me tell you what made the difference. Because going into the final, I don't know if you followed this, going into the final fixture, it was 68 points to 60. Um, yes, it was. I thought, I thought I'd done you. Yes, that's so what I wanted got to bonus hear. bonus points or some shit. No, what I had is Koulibaly at Chelsea, who did not play, which meant that the six points that made the difference oh. prevented you from winning oh, this. Oh, no, 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 no. Nico Williams. Nico Williams off the bench because I backed Forrest. I showed faith in the tricky trees. Had you backed Nico Williams ahead of Joao Cancelo, you would have won the game week by four points. You <laughs> failed to show faith. And you have been punished. Well, hang on. You had Williams on your bench. So it was just pure chance that you got him off. I benched all three of my Forest players, Nico Williams, Scott McKenna and um, and Brennan Johnson. Had I played any of them, Williams and McKenna both reaping six from that f- phenomenal victory over Liverpool, I'd, I'd have done better. But obviously going into that Liverpool game, you can't blame me, John, for, for benching those Forest players. Perhaps had you had Nico Williams... Jeff McKenna and Dean Henderson without Scott wishing McKenna. Is it Scott McKenna? Yeah, Jeff. You're thinking of Jeff Kenner who played for Southampton in the 90s. Am I? I don't loan their first names, the Forest players, as I imagine, nor does Steve Cooper. Uh, there simply isn't time. Um, Go on, make your sour little point. Had you had Williams, McKenna and Henderson, that would have been 23 points I know. from Forest this week. Henderson's great, isn't he? Um I don't know. I didn't see the game. I don't but really. But just in general, you can have a view. You know he's good. Just say football yeah. Is a, broadly, I would say football is a dog shit sport for Arsenal. Ah. It rewards those uh, teams that spend the most money. We have had a number of tweets. I have to acknowledge them uh, saying perhaps John's going to be a little less smug given that Forest and Leeds are now tied on points. Mm. Um, and I, what I would do is I would ask people to separate the two issues. Of course, I've enjoyed that Nottingham Forest have been struggling. I will continue to do so if those struggles continue. But I've been clear from the outset, I think Leeds are in trouble and I think we're prime candidates for relegation. Those two issues are separate. I can both fear for my own team and hope that we drag you kicking and screaming back down to the championship with us. 
I, I totally get that. Obviously, the problem you've got is we're now, it seems, sorting our problems out, whereas mm. you're oh, going yeah, the opposite we're sticking way. by our problems. We're showing faith. A faith Liverpool, you not show with the team that got you up. You scrapped those people. You broke hearts. Leeds are saying, no, that's not right. If something is shit, you stick with it. And if my wife is listening, <laughs> let me say that I hope she shows the same faith that the Leeds board are showing to Jesse Marsh. But how do you feel about Forest beating Liverpool? I don't know if you've seen any of the highlights. I mean, it was, you know, what was amazing was we didn't nick it. We were the better team. It was a fair result. It's happening, baby. I haven't seen it. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I was a, I was a closet Forest fan that night. Having, yeah. uh, I brought Son in for the last game week. That backfired. I knew I was taking him straight back out. I had to make a choice between bringing in Kevin De Bruyne or Mo Salah. To, to the very last minute, I thought I've made a big mistake here, but I went on Salah's form over the season rather than my heart. And his form said, do not pick him. And that was the right decision. And those nine points for Kevin De Bruyne, I enjoyed greatly. And the six points for Nico Williams that got me the tie this week, I enjoyed greatly. I wish you'd shown the same faith. Well, you didn't have faith in Nico Williams, as you admitted at the start. He was on your mm-hmm. bench. He only came in because Koulibaly uh, didn't play. Um, but let's have a look at 4D stat pack. And John, let's start in the the number one position, a goalkeeper that you mentioned earlier, Dean Henderson with 11 points. Really a star of the Premier League this season. I love watching him play. I love how emotionally he gets. You can't love uh, watching a goalkeeper play. But he, he pulls out great he saves. He turns up to watch the goalkeeper, you drip. Well, no, but uh, look, some goalkeepers are better to watch than others, aren't they? Campo, Schmeichel. Yeah, goalkeepers Peter. that are under attack. Goalkeepers that have a lot to do. Pickford when he saved a penalty. Seaman in Euro 96. Come on, pal. Back me up here. Back me up. Back me up. So, Zuma, which, let's be honest, we both have strong feelings about. Yes, he's a shithead who shouldn't be playing. Cat kicker, Kurt Zuma, with Mm. 15 points. Enjoy those points if you picked him. You enjoy those points. Mings with Tanny. I mean, Villa. The moment Gerard Villa, goes, the banging job. Difficult not to argue against the new manager bounce, isn't it? We've seen it at Bournemouth. We're seeing it at Villa. Perhaps it was it's time the... to bin people off. Covert messages. I'm not talking to anyone in particular, but it oh. would be nice to see a new manager bounce at some clubs. What about friend of the show, Sean Deitch? Is he in the frame for the Leeds job? Well, so I see on Twitter, that sort of thing where somebody who has no tick next to their name and some vague connection to football that's got them basically 2,000 followers by retweeting news that was already made public has said not only that Sean Dyche is in connection but that's rumours of him bringing back Chris Wood and Charlie Taylor um can I just say from personal experience, things that trend on Twitter aren't always things that you should be reading. Well, I, I think sometimes there's a lot of truth in it. I think sometimes something that you're not aware of, you know, you see the trending topics and you click on that and think, who's that? Oh, yeah, it's that twat. <laughs> what happened this? I felt so sorry for you this week, which is not a position I enjoy being in. But that well, came out of nowhere, didn't it? What's happened there? You haven't even kicked a cat. I know, we... Uh... Obviously spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, joked about how frequently I trend on Twitter, and then today and yesterday I've been trending on Twitter. So here's the skinny, guys. This is this is all I've got to say on the subject. <laughs> so, I was conducting a media round of interviews to promote um, the British Scandal podcast, um, some lingering tour dates. The last one, in fact, the last show of the tour is this Friday at the Bloomsbury Theatre. Um, the last ever performance of Clowns to the Left of Me, Jokes to the Right. Um so I read I, that you'd renamed it Goodbye Liz. Is that not yes. true? 
Yeah, just you know, a bit of a PR stunt. To, of course yeah. it is. You cash in there, mate. Or why don't you rename it Forest One Liverpool Nil while you're cashing in on brief, unhappy spells? Good idea, Adam. There we go. Changed it. Um, and then um, what else? Oh, yes. Myself, Al Murray, and Sean Foley are writing the Spitting Image show for the stage. So it opens at the Birmingham Rep next year. So we've started to do publicity around it. And I was asked, what about the TV show? Now, the TV show obviously hasn't been on for about a year and a half. So I just thought yeah. everyone knew that it obviously wasn't on. Um, so I said, I don't think it's coming back, <laughs> which it turns out had not, I don't think, been officially confirmed. <laughs> so um, the picture they... <laughs> obviously, it's been over a year and a half since they've worked it anyway. So like, you're like, well... That's kind of your answer, isn't it? If 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 it's not on, it's not on. Um. Anyway, it turns out that actually no one had put this out there yet. So I'm the one now breaking the news that spitting image. And I was, I thought I had license as a, you know as a, my opinion, which is fair enough. Which is why would you bring back something that big and put it on a platform that no one possesses, i.e., Britbox, which is going defunct anyway? It's just obvious that if you bring something like that back, you stick it on ITV, right? Anyway, so I said those things. It obviously gets written up as like spitting image cancelled <laughs> because it was me. Like they used a picture. So last year we did a photo shoot of me and the Boris puppet. And there's one where the Boris puppet is putting its finger to my mouth to shut me up. <laughs> so that's the picture. So it looks like I've basically been silenced and cancelled. And I was just, again, amazed. It's, I can't believe it's new it just doesn't feel like it was on radio four and then it's just written up now like it's been a quiet news week in fairness you know we're looking for something to talk about because otherwise not a lot going on certainly not politically so it's just like written up as like it's just happened you know what i mean it's just so weird the way that some news works you're like oh you've just found this out so you think it's just happened but actually you just didn't know something that happened a while ago so yes you know i was back on the cross well, you say back on the cross, you, you dragged me up next to you. Did I? Uh, yeah, there was a couple saying, oh, he does a, he does a shit podcast with John Richardson, that little twat. No Getting way. Getting caught in the crossfire, mate. Friendly fire. I wasn't even doing anything. Do you know what? My Twitter filters are like fucking Fort Knox. It's like a <laughs> nuclear reinforced <laughs> bank bunker with nuclear cable. Like you can't get through. It's very rare that I, you know, occasionally I see a flurry of new stuff from what must be fairly recent accounts. And I'm like, oh God. So I didn't see any of that. Sometimes right. I go, oh, you're getting a bad time on Twitter. It's news to me. I think, oh, crikey. What can everyone else see? But here we are. We've survived it, haven't we? So I'm sorry you got dragged into it. So I might, you know, all merges into the rest with me. I, I like to read it. I agree with him. That's the problem when I sort of trend on Twitter for these things. I sort of screen grab. I'm like, he, he, he's nailed me there. That oh, is exactly God. what's wrong with me and this country. Now, uh, on the back of Forest Liverpool, you may have seen a, a wonderful stat that was being shared. Well, just more of a, a, a fact. Someone tweeted, on Saturday, Trent Alexander-Arnold could become the first player to play a Premier League game next to a river that shares his first name since Don Hutchinson for Everton away at Sheffield Wednesday in September 1999. Because obviously Trent played by the Trent. And mm-hmm. you may remember a couple of episodes ago on Onana, oh, What's My Name, you couldn't get the obvious Stoke, Burton, Nottingham clue. Yes, uh, I've, had a, uh, I've had a number of texts from... Uh... Uh, friends who listen to the podcast saying it was it was excruciating yeah. listening to me try and get Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, I, d- I don't know where my head was at. Can you name any other uh, footballer river combos? 
Ooh. Eric Thames Hag. Oh my god, that was very quick, John. Thank you. Okay. Um, um Should we do a bit of tennis back and forth? Yeah, I'm trying to think of some river names. Um R Sen Wenger. Oh god, you're doing very well here. God, I'm not even right, Googling UK rivers. Oh Lionel Mississippi. Uh, what was that one? Lionel Mississippi. <laughs> Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, Tyne Reese Fauna. Oh, no, I'm not so happy with that one. Yeah. I like that. Um, um, Rude Avon Nisselroy. Yeah, or, or one for the referee. Ooze the Bastard in the Black. D on Dublin. Ooh. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't think it's a feature that's going to run and run. Barry Bannon. Yeah, Charlie Taylor. Oh, oh, um, God! Each one, each time the ball comes back over the net, I'm surprised to see the ball again. Yeah, there's a bit of spin on it. Yeah, begging for this feature to end, aren't you? And then it doesn't. Yeah, uh, I think we'll call it a day. This there. Rivers. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Sometimes it's fine to to just say no. I can't think of any. Bakayo Sark, uh, River Sark, River Sark. Is it? Where's yep. that? Part of the western border of Scotland, England. Oh, you you knew that straight away, almost as if you're on the Google page. Right? Speaking of eggy ponds, mm. did you see that Leicester City have had to stop birthday announcements before games? Uh, Why? Because they recently had a happy birthday request for. Zach Rogers. Oh my God. Brendan Nout. You're kidding me. 
That's like an episode of Porky's. Yeah, so um, I've had to suspend all birthday announcements. I mean, every now and again, you think football fans are really funny, aren't they? That's really They funny. are. And like, you know, obviously once that's through the net, it's in the mouths of a stadium announcer. And they always will, you won't have just read them out and have said something like, and a special birthday to Zach Rogers from all of us here at the club, Zach, wishing you very best. And a very special day for Brenda Nout. Uh, Brenda, all of us here at Leicester City hope you have a very special day at the King Power Stadium. It will have been dressed up in that yeah. earnestness of the day. And happy anniversary to f- this shit. I've had enough. Change the board. F- me, £43 a ticket. We wish you all the best. <laughs> Oh, man. So a big week for FPL. I can't believe, I, having made such a terrible mess of it, that I was almost given the immediate chance to just effectively cancel it out. Although it does mean that we effectively drew last week. So I'm only one behind you this week. The big I question, know, obviously, is... It. I, I had uh, Skamaka going into the... <gasps> I, I needed two points. There was a point at which I thought... I knew Skamaka was going to come off for Antonio at some point in the West Ham game, but I thought... All he's got to do is score or assist in that first half and I beat you. Or if he comes off at half-time, I lose. And he limped to the bog-standard two points for starting each half. And that was it, 68 each. But it was a, it was an exciting game week to follow, I'll have to say. Well, you know what? I watched that West Ham game last night like a man who'd gambled his house on a horse. I was just like wriggling on the city, just hoping that Skamaka... When they brought Skamaka off, I just thought, I've done this. Checked the app this morning and was like, the fuck? How's he done me? Actually, until you explained it earlier, I had no idea how you'd done me. Yeah, as soon as uh, I saw that Koulibaly wasn't even going to... He wasn't even in the squad, so it's one of those I didn't even have to... The worst thing is seeing one of your players on the bench and Mm. know they're going to come on and score one point. That's just dreadful. And obviously, we both had Jack Harrison in the team. Leeds lost to Fulham. I mean, it was it was a, a week of clear wins and losses. You um, do, you, ju- because you're having to recall this in Airbnb and keep your voice down, it, it does make it sound almost almost like a hostage situation. There's a, there's a sadness to your situation, to your voice. Well, you know, I'm very busy at the moment. I'd be lying if I, I said there was much joy in FPL. It's just another stress. It's just another app mm. to open. It'd be like, you know, you get these mindfulness apps where you sort mm. of open it and it says, hey, you are the center of your universe and you need to feel empowered it'd be like fpl to me is like the opposite of that it's opening an app and everyone says you know joe wilkinson's better at you than this see and for me like, oh, that app is twitter f- off yeah that's true um, um do you get like as much as you had a, an email from fpl this week saying congratulations on your top 10 percent finished do you get like an email from twitter saying just from the shareholders thanks for keeping this website going you know, we, we've we've all had a big party based on the uh, traffic generated by you in the last year. I'm just getting emails and everyone thinks you're a c- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah can you say we hear rumours that you're uh, sort of thinking of sorting everything out and uh, bringing together those people who don't like you, and, and we would really advise against that. I like the idea of a John Richardson meditation app. So let's say I open up the app. So I'm opening up the um, the Rico Sleepo app now, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm absolutely uh, staggered that you don't think I've already done this for a mascot on Catster's Countdown. Basically, any comedic conceit you can have about me, I have done on Catster's Countdown. So I have done a John Richardson meditation app. 
Okay, well, let's mindfulness though. Okay, so let me try it because obviously I've been trending on Twitter, right? So I'm stressed out. So yeah. I'm going to just um, I'm gonna open the app. So here we go. Ooh, what, what's this on the home screen? It's time to go to bed. Turn oh. the phone off. Turn off the TV. Not at standby. Reach behind. You know, energy consumption from these silent users is a crime. Switch it off of the plug. Yeah. Put the remote controls parallel. That's right. All three. TV, Digibox, and the DVD player. That's okay. right. All parallel in ascending size order on the poof. Go <laughs> to bed. If you turn that light off, check the back door. Go on. I'll wait. Check the back door. Of course, it was locked. You knew it was locked. But don't you feel better for checking? I do. I do. So this app is um, quite advanced. So I can type in or, or even just verbalize it. It's like an Alexa. So, um, hi, John, mindfulness app. Um, hello. I've, hello. I've been trending on Twitter and I'm struggling to sleep as a result. Can you help me, please? Sure. Delete Twitter from your phone. The only judgment of you that matters is the judgment of your friends. And I'm checking... Oh, no, actually, they think you're a cunt as well. Um, have you thought about being less of a cunt? Um, I, Maybe I mean, try that. Incredibly, I have tried. Wow. It seems to have worked. Either I'm not good at it or people haven't noticed. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, have you thought about moving out of comedy? What about solving my problems with food? What about just eating my feelings? Mm. Ice cream, pizza, thick pizza, bready pizza. Tofu salad. I what had one last night, John App. You'd be, you'd be well excused. I'm having a busy week and I'm eyeing up dirty treats for when I finish. John Richardson's what? Dirty Treats. That's a great app. Yeah. Well, the great thing when you're vegan is that, I mean, a, a, a really, a, in the same way that it used to be an alcohol binge, yeah. If I have a regular pizza now with a bit of actual mozzarella on it, I feel like I've absolutely, you know, gone out and disgraced myself. The sort of guilt and shame that you feel from waking up and having to check your bank statement to see what you've done. I get now from seeing a Dr. Oetker carton in the recycling and think, oh, you bad bastard. Do you like the um, one with the pesto on it? The mozzarella no, pizza? No, I don't. I don't I, I've actually hit upon there, I think, what is the weakest of all the frozen pizzas I, I think, think the base great. is too crumbly and too sweet, and the toppings are too wet. Are you cooking it properly? I think so, yeah, in the oven. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I'm doing it. Why are the toppings wet? Is your oven the got tomato, a leak? The frozen tomato chunks are too big, and having like frozen, that. they sort of rupture. They're juicy. They become, like, wet and soggy. They're juicy in your mouth. They pop in your mouth, all that goodness. Yeah. No, I it's like not it, you know. I'm a big fan of Dr. Utka. Have a few cans, stick that in, eat it, realise it's not enough, order a pizza up. Yeah, f***ing right. Two of the big pizza players have launched a vegan range this week. Dr. Utka is one of them. Can you name the other? Pizza Hut. Not, no, no, Pizza Hut, I'm, I'm not talking, uh, I'm talking frozen supermarket pizza. Uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas have had a vegan range for a long time. They do a barbecue. Chicago pizza. Town. It's Chicago Town. Get in. I'm yes. good at guessing vegan pizzas. I knew it. Can you tell me what flavor? And and this is wonderful because one of my big bugbears with vegan food is that the assumption that vegans are worthy people who want um, tagines and butternut squash risotto. I want roast dinners. I want curries. I want dirty pizzas. So can you tell me what flavor the Chicago town vegan pizza is? Um, 
chunky sausage barbecue. <laughs> yes, sweetheart. <laughs> um, okay, four cheese pizza. No, cheese. Um, cheese and tomato. Cheesy beans, cheesy meat, cheese and meat, cheese. cheesy sausage meat. Burger. You what? Cheeseburger. Oh, I love a cheeseburger pizza. It's Isn't that lovely? Man. You know the Domino's one? Did you ever actually try it before you went full vegan? No. <laughs> Mate, honestly. You know what? Next time I stay at yours, I'll order one. Are you, are you, if you're vegan, are you allowed to just lick it? Um, I don't, You'd have to ask the judge. I mean, the jury is still out on that one. Okay, let me um, ask. No, I don't think you can. I, don't I think, think you can, can lick it. If you don't sw- if you, I think it's swallowing it is counts as eating, doesn't it? I think licking it is just basically like smelling it with your tongue. I think you could lick the live cow, but I think once the cow has been slaughtered and minced, then it becomes meat. Well, what I mean is lick the pizza that doesn't have the meat on it. So you're still licking. What am I licking the base? You what? I'm licking the base. Well, also just the gherkin, the um, burger sauce. It's got gherkin on it. Yeah, so it's like, it's basically crumbled up burger with gherkin. It's all the stuff you get in a cheeseburger just like scattered across a pizza. Those clever bastards. Mate, it's amazing, but I tell you what, the acid in make sure you've popped an omprazal or whatever it's called in the afternoon because you're going to need that Gaviscon at around 3.34 a.m. Wake up with a burning gullet. You think you're having it. It's like being waterboarded (laughs) by your own lungs. Do you know, I think the most qualified person available to have this discussion. Me? Adam Richman. How are you? What's up, Dan? What's up, Matt? How are you doing? I am well. I am well. Better than my team is doing, but well. I mean, mine's slightly scruffier than yours, Adam, but we, we do have a similar approach to our backgrounds. We've both got framed sporting memorabilia on the wall. So what's on yours? So I've got a lot. I've got a whole room just over there that I've not put up yet. So I've just started. I just moved. So this autograph photo of my buddy Clint Dempsey from Miller Park. But yeah, I've got a seat. From White Hart Lane, I have Messi after his 100th goal. I have that signed. And there's a lot of stuff there, and a lot of it's got sentimental um, yeah, value. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, like, it's definitely indicative of, you know, a white Jew in his 40s with a race sized over 36 inches. Like, you, you can tell. You're like, oh, this mother You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> How did you get the White Hart Lane seat? Um, you know, I... I I've done a lot with like Spurs, uh, like Spurs wishes, which is their sort of thing for whether it's differently abled people or ill people. Um, and I've just done a lot with Spurs TV and um, I paid for it. That's this misconception that like, because I am on television and, you know, of course, you know, every Spurs fan says I'm plastic and they secretly support West Ham. And I do. <laughs> Why West Ham? Why do people think that? Because I actually, so this was the thing. I was never going to declare support for a team. And so my buddy's like, no, don't declare a team, dude. Because if you declare a team, you'll have love from one team, but you'll have haterade from everybody else. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, but then I thought that's a little bit of like a bitch made move. Like, have a dog in the fight. And so I was going to go for United, like everybody I knew. So I was going to go there and then. 
I found out from someone talking about Lord Sugar and Daniel Levy. And anyway, so I thought, oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool. They have this Jewish owner and this, that, and the third. And then my very first press junket to England um, was the taxi for MyCon game when Gareth Bale wiped his ass with MyCon. And, and I love Rafa Vandervaart. Oh, it was brilliant. You know, I said MyCon's the best right back in the world and Bale's killed him. But just how strong he was, what he could do with the left foot. And then, you know, he did his little signature signing with the keepy-uppy and the whole thing. And so I was really into it. And someone, I had asked people on Twitter, Right when I was there, I loved the game. I played the game. I still occasionally, you know, play. And I go, what's the team I should support? And I got everything. And then someone, I still don't know who, sent um, sent this thing, you know, 100 Greatest Goals of the Lane. So as to your West Ham question, I didn't know that. So, like, for example, I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, but my dad was a Cowboy fan, and I live in New York, right? So I'm a Dolphin fan. But because of my dad, I will root for the Cowboys. I'm a Dolphin fan first and foremost. You can't do that in England, clearly, because people will have a thrombosis. And the West Ham that I first watched, first of all, I'm friends with Nick Frost, and he's West Ham to the core. Um, I was a big Danny Dyer fan ever since I saw Human Traffic, and I loved his accent and shit. Just that scene, <laughs> that scene in Human Traffic where he's <laughs> It's like, nice one, going on. So I loved it, and I know that he's West Ham as well. So I watched it, and that – so when I had started watching the games, they had, you know, Demba Ba, Carlton Cole, Scotty Parker had just come over, Noble, Nolan. So it was still a very exciting team to watch, but I think they got relegated, if I'm not mistaken. So I thought you could have a team in the Prem – Team and champ, team and one, team and two, and it's this. So they're like, oh, I thought you supported blah, blah, blah. And Dipshit McGee over here, like proving that we are two countries separated by a common language, said, I support Spurs and this and that. And I did mention West Ham, eight, because I only thought the only rivalry was Arsenal. You know, you open FIFA, it's like the first thing that pops up usually is a North London derby. I didn't know about the enmity between Chelsea. I didn't know between the enmity between West Ham. The first game I ever saw was because of him, because of Clint. Um, Clint was playing, and um, the sort of by now infamous or famous video when I saw White Hart Lane for the first time and I cried, uh, which is genuine. People are like, oh, look at him crying like Oscar Pistorius. I was hoping um, that was, that was a lovely love letter to Spurs there, but obviously Leeds have now Jesse Marsh, Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson. I was hoping there was a sniff of sort of bringing you over, but maybe not. So the irony is, uh, with whom we've talked about this, um, both when I saw you in New York and when we met on Sunday brunch. But yeah, that's where my great granddad's from. Well, without without wishing to tempt fate, I mean, we could be your championship team next year then, because I think we're going to get relegated. So well, you could I learned my play. lesson. I could say I love Jesse and I love Brandon. And look, I I like any team that's gonna anybody. And I'm not taking a patch off of what City has built. And I remember like people were like, when he left Dortmund, like I don't know if Holland's gonna. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he looks like the bad guy from Ghostbusters 2. He literally looks yes, like... Yes, Prince Vigo guy. of Carpathia. Vigo. Yeah, oh, you, Matt Ford, are a classy, handsome human being with a mighty penis. That is exactly Prince Vigo from Carpathia. Yes. He, if you put a side-by-side, and he... And I like Roger Bennett from Men and Blazers. He says, 
he strikes every ball like he's avenging his father's death. But like I knew, like you, you had to know. He's just I, I had seen him play when I filmed Match Day Menus for Copa ninety. I saw him play for Red Bull uh, against Napoli, and he's just he towers above other players. Guys his size are seldom that quick, and if they're tall and quick, very often it's like, you know, Peter Crouch, where it's like a stick figure, you know? It's like Stork. The most recent goal he scored where, like, the defender bounced off of him, like the left back just bounced off. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking anything off of off of what City has built, but it would be easy if I had just – gone where the money was. Um, Harland was asked recently about food, and he said the food he wanted to try the most was a doner kebab pizza. I mean, obviously, you've tried lots of different foods on Man versus Food, but yes. did you ever come across that? That's really interesting. I want to say I've had a pizza with lamb on it. I know I did in Iceland, but it wasn't like a doner kebab one. I am loath to mention that it was smoked and cheap shit, but it was delicious. That's what they do in, in Iceland. There's not a lot of... All the wood... In Iceland, the trees have long since been cut down. So most things that are built of wood are built from uh, marine pallets, like shipping pallets. And so what they do is they let the sheep dung sit in the rain, and it washes away all the biologics. And then you have – it's kind of like the way they use turf and iron. And that's what they smoke the meat with. It's called honky And I remember uh, we were doing this – uh, it's pizza and uh, and then I was like, oh, so it's cured. Yeah, he's like, and then we smoke it with shit and then put it on pizza. And I was like, Wait, <laughs> having grown up, there were no Taco Bells in the UK, and now there are two in Nottingham. And th- th- this is just incredible. It, it, pr- it proves that globalization lives. I mean. Wh- what, I'm a massive fan of Taco Bell, and John always takes the piss out of me for, for eating so much of it. I find you only kind of borrow Taco Bell. You don't you don't even <laughs> run to it for very long. You sort of rent it. It's it's you know the the, the slogan was make a run for the border, and I remember from oh my God. it runs from the border. You know, look, you want me to tell you that there haven't been nights when I've been out on the lash and haven't sort of faced the crunch wrap you're dead wrong but i also feel that in the name of cultural exchange like we're we're getting these like from the uk you know we have unbelievable like the most exciting league of football we're getting magnificent actors and actresses on our screens we have music um but yeah to know that oh this is what we've brought over and i remember watching that movie 24 hour party people oh brilliant right and i was i remember watching and i, I rewound it a few times because i didn't hear what he was saying and he's like i'm gonna get a kentucky <laughs> i was like he's going to kfc and, <laughs> and I was like, this is what we've this is what we have birthed upon the world and it's funny because um I've gotten offers, you know, since the show debuted there to try to open restaurants there. And I, I still hope to do some kind of concept. The, the furthest I'm coming is the rib man, Mark Chaveau, the guy who has the holy f- sauce and whatever. He and I are going to do some kind of collaboration. Great. Simon Rimmer and I talked about doing a barbecue concept a few years ago. The issue is I don't want to just lend my name to something. I'm very into being there and, uh, and it pisses me off because I know there's a restaurant called Man vs. Food, 
in London. I had nothing to do with it. I actually passed it on my way to do Soccer AM. And uh, I'd heard about it. And they had like tried to reach out to me. And I was like, I don't know you. You're a bag of dicks. I don't know. Like, Is that on the menu? The bag of dicks? That's a challenge. That's a challenge. <laughs> In our league, John, who is who is number one? Well, I'm glad we got back to that. But uh, I mean, Joe Wilkinson is currently top. Russell Howard and uh, Ian Sterling and Sophie Ridge close behind. But I didn't want to crowbar in the the FPL. But let's be honest: very rarely do we coincide a guest with their best week in FPL. And I think you were our highest scorer in the league this week yeah. with 75 points. You've had an yeah, absolute that's bizarre. That is bizarre. So, yeah, I, I thought you, I was going to be taken to task for the multiple names I've given my team throughout this season. Well, we legally can't name your team. Um, I understand it's something that you as a Tottenham fan are passionate about. But it's alleged. It's alleged. If we say allegedly, right, can we say it then? Um, no, really? But it's just originally it was Barcelona. Nice. And then and because then, I wasn't very good at it and I never – I still don't remember when the trade deadline is. and Yeah. I actually I watched one or two of the videos, and it is like a NASA flight plan to my little pea brain. Like the difficulty level, transfers in, transfers out, the likelihood of threat. What the shit? Is he playing well? Is it a good opponent? Did he have good chances? Like I did well with the UK Telegraph one, and then I just saw a tweet recently. If you had made a team and it was like Saka, Sar. Holland, Kane, like whatever, and you didn't make any trades, you would have like 800-something points. Man. But no one could predict that like Iwobi was going to turn into Pele this season. You're a busy man. You're the other side of an ocean. You're you're coming at it, you know, with, with fresh eyes. You've, you've just launched a new podcast. You're very busy. You're four points behind Matt Ford, who literally does this for a living. So, you know, don't feel bad about how you're doing. I'm just happy I'm above Josh Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> you were there, man. I did fighting talk. It was me, Richard mm. Osmond, Johnny Rico, and Rachel, the lovely uh, Rachel from Kenta. And um, I remember we were, like, coming out of a break, and we were chatting, and it was like, oh, you were chatting up Rachel, and I'm like, I don't think Rachel Riley would have anything to do with me, but we were just vibing. And so we were just having a bit of a chat and, you know, and then all of a sudden like Whittacom, it's like, no, you can't talk that. And, whatever. and then like docs points. And I'm like, are you serious? And he docks me points again. And then I just looked at him. I'm like, what? And he did it again. And I swear on my father's grave, I almost walked out of the studio and I was just going to go, you know what? I'm away from you outside. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Can I just say on behalf of everyone at Comedians Playing FPL, if you're going to come over here to kick Josh Whittacombe's ass, we will pay those flights. I'm down. But yes, so then I went from Barcelona to low priority FC because I really, the analytics that some people put forth, it's, it's just, my friend runs the Michelin Guide and he is absolutely brilliant at it. He has a team called the Fear Boners. I don't know why. Maybe somebody has to talk to this therapist about uh, my current team. And I know we can't. We'll, we'll, screen also, grab, um, we'll screen grab the league and we'll put it on the Twitter page so people can. That's lovely. That's lovely. I, should, I actually probably should change the name so I don't get sued either. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Our team is shit. My team is not really playing very well right now. It's like we're in the top four and I'm amazed. 
but holy hell. Who do you support, Matt? Nottingham Forest. You guys are doing lovely. Yeah, beat Liverpool. And a hell of a goalie, hell of a goalkeeper. Oh, isn't he great, Henderson? Really, really stepped oh, up. I love him. Really? And he saved that Kane penalty. Obviously, you you still battered us, but... No, but, I mean, really very impressive. And and you guys are playing Arsenal, right, next this weekend? It's yeah, on up. Sunday, yeah. And and I remember it was like that was the big, the big thing, right? Like this week, everyone is like, oh, I got to get in, you know, Diogo Dallo. I want to get in Luke Shaw. Suddenly Luke Shaw is in, in, in play. Alex Awobi has turned into Pele. Harry Kane, I, I'm fairly certain he blocked my number. But <laughs> the text started going through that. And Madison is really, I mean, he's having a maybe his best season ever, right? I mean, it's, but look, that's the beautiful thing about this game. Like, do you remember like four or five years ago, maybe a little bit longer, like the first day of the season, Miguel Michu had a hat trick for Swansea? Like, where's Miguel Michu now? Like, is he working at Sainsbury's? Like, what is he? <laughs> is, he is he working at like that casino by Leicester Square? Like, where is he? Wherever he is, he's telling that story of the day he scored a hat trick on the first day of the season. Wouldn't you? Hell yeah. I I played for two minutes in Soccer Aid in 2014. It comprises like half of the favorites on my phone. And it's like, this is my kit hanging next to Vandersar and Davids. Like, you know, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about the beautiful game, right? That those moments where... Everton avoids relegation and then comes back with the season like they're having. Um, and look, you know, I was at the Battle of the Bridge and I was there watching Mark, you know, as I call him, Shark Clattenter, watching him just some atrocious calls and stuff. But by the same token, I couldn't begrudge Lester. Like, what a great story. Weren't they like just before the drop the season before? I mean, yeah, of course, you know, we were up 2 0 at the half and I'd kind of hope that Poch would have parked the bus instead of playing open and trying to hit Chelsea on the break. And it also was rough because it coincided with Aiden Hazard remembering how to play football. Just be, just before we uh, just before we talk about uh, the meals that made me, and you can tell people where they can find that. I'd love just to quickly go to Matt Ford for his thoughts on what a great story it was when Leicester won the Premier League. Well, it, it, obviously, as a Forest fan, it it, it wasn't for me, and. It was a, it was a very. I don't really like talking. It was a good achievement, but this idea that it eclipses when Nottingham Forest were champions of Europe and John McGovern was lifting what is now the Champions League, having been in you know the second division two years before that. What we did is a bigger deal, and I th- and and hopefully everyone knows that. Yeah, I, I, that's that's the other thing that's kind of fascinating. So during the pandemic, I bought shares in Grimsby Town. And going to Blundell Park, and you realize, right, they're not, you know, you look at that, my buddy Tom Sibley's footy scran account, and you see, like, all sorts. But I also got to see you guys' kits from uh, the Sunday League team that I I sponsor. It has my, my logo on it, my production company logo on it, uh, Broadly FC in Lincolnshire. Um, oh, great. And we'll go. Yeah. We'll have a day out. It's only down the road. Yeah. No. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll go and watch again. Yeah. Oh, please. It's uh, no. The 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 thing is, my cousin Blake had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma at that time, and he had just gotten on the other side of it. And um, this kid named Matt Newton 
wrote me this very articulate, very witty, very warm letter. And his friend Richard Broadley used to play trumpet in the Grimsby Town Band and died of leukemia, which is another bloodborne cancer. And they were looking for someone to sponsor the trackies, the warm-up that they wore. And I just said, I kind of always wanted to see my production company logo on a soccer kit. That's really how it began. And these kids, all the proceeds from the gates are go to Bloodwise UK. And um, I love it. And I love the grassroots game. So if anyone's listening to this and you have a local team or like, I don't know, like I want to see Dagenham and Redbridge play. I want to see the Kidderminster Harriers. I, You know, I that's like the heart and soul of the game. I think sometimes you see so much money and so much entitlement in the professional game that, you know, like I had seen like Boca Juniors, but then when I went to Ciudad Lanús, this little Argentinian team, you're going, oh man, there's like stray dogs in the stadium and they're cooking hot dogs on a piece of stolen fence. This is awesome. Yeah. Do you live That's in That's great fun. And no, I live in London now, but I grew up there. So I get to a few games a season. I'll go to Arsenal away on Sunday. Oh Yeah. So it's just down the road, yes, that's very exciting. Gotcha. I just hope we don't get relegated. That's the main thing, is just to stay up. Where are you guys in the table now? Bottom. <laughs> are you? Yeah. Level with Leeds yeah. and Venice on points. Yeah. Really? But on goal difference, so it's all very tight down there. Yeah. I guess when you've just come up, you don't want to go straight. You know, we've waited 23 years. Mm-hmm. Can't handle waiting all that time and then having our hearts broken again. Yeah, when we got... That's what's so weird. We got Jed Spence and then we don't use him. Oh, he's so good. So fast. He's so good. Like, I don't know. He can do everything. I don't know why we we don't use him. You're giving us a great deal. We're very, very grateful for your time. So thank you so much. No worries. And yes, the meals that made me is wherever you get your podcasts. It's, uh, do you watch Hot Ones? The show with the. Yeah, God, yeah, I love it. So, yeah, um, really good. They're really good. So that's, uh, First We Feast, which is the food arm of Complex. And they just put out their first podcast called The Meals That Made Me. Um, so I interview like 10 people across the culinary world. And it's everyone from the rapper E40 to Ghetto Gastro to Andrew Zimmern to, oh my gosh, like Chef Anita Lowe. And yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. It's my first ever podcast. So I think it's- Oh, great. Left- it was long overdue. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really good, good thing. But yeah, man. And then- uh, Hopefully the shows I'm working on here in the States, the TV shows will head your way. And yeah, we got to go and have a cheeky Nando's. And like, I really do mean it. Please take me to the most random league games or blue square games. Well, when you're over, let us know. I will will take you there to the roughest, hardest football game you want to go to. John, uh, are you sitting down? Yes. Excellent. I've got some very exciting news. <gasps> You've ordered me a new chair. <laughs> no, better. We've been approached to make our very own CPFPL beer to accompany the podcast with Leeds's very own Kirkstall Brewery. I think we should open it up to the listeners to suggest. Get in touch. What should the comedians playing FPL beer taste like? Email us at hello at cpfpl.com with some suggestions. And for a bit of inspiration, Kirkstall are known for their delicious cask beers like Three Swords and Dissolution, as well as modern hoppy beers like Virtuous and Judicious. So what should it be like? Should it be 
dark and bitter like John's soul? Or should it be light and positive, sparkling and popular like um, one of my mates? As well as brewing great beer, they also own some of the best pubs in West Yorkshire, like the Kirkstall Bridge Inn and the Cardigan Arms in Leeds, the Sparrow Beer Cafe in Bradford, and their own tap room at the brewery on Kirkstall Road. I'm going to do a pub crawl around all of them. Listeners can get 20% off everything on Kirkstall's online shop with the code CPFPL20. And look out for a very special collaboration beer from us and Kirkstall very soon. Just visit the website kirkstallbrewery.com and click on shop. Been in a situation where I've been working in a house all week um, and due to limited space, I haven't had a dressing room. So basically I have to make small talk all day, which is a nightmare for me and all the people around me. So let's have a little blast on that small talk then, John. I'll uh, I'll be the other person. Hi, John. Yeah, you all right? Yeah, not bad, you? Mild, isn't it? Isn't it mild for the time of year? I hadn't noticed, but now you mention it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Shouldn't be this mild. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Eventually. Unless you unless you know something we don't. Is it, is well, it imminent? Well, I think this is the start of uh, quite, quite severe. I mean, climate change is happening now. We're watching it, and we're all doing nothing. Right. And sorry, did, did you say you wanted a cup of tea, or...? Um, you got any oat milk? Actually, we've got some almonds. I could just cr- crush that into your tea. No, no. Some peanuts, would that do? I really like tea. Anyway. Hey, Clive, John wants peanuts in his milk, so just crush the peanuts into the milk and then put that... Would that work? Do you want to know something? Go on. I don't think I've ever worked with a Clive. You must have done. I don't think I've ever worked with a Clive. Ever worked with Clive Myrie? No, never. Oof. What about... Done neither Mastermind nor the news. Famous Clive's. Clive Owen? Uh, no, never worked with Clive Owen. Um, I do own a Clive Tildesley uh, set of uh, match notes. Oh, yes, they're a lovely gift. Clive yeah. Anderson. You've got me. You've got me bang to rights. Bosh. I died on my arse on loose ends in front of Ray Galton of Galton and Simpsons and Clive Anderson. It's one of the most painful memories I hold, and that's why I've buried it so deep. Excellent. Let's dive into it. How long ago was it? Uh, We'd be talking around sort of 2008, um, probably done my first sort of showcase Edinburgh around the Comedy Zone period. Okay. Um, don't know what I went on to plug, but you do it live in the studio, no studio audience. I was required, no interview. Uh, I was required to get up and perform stand up in a soundproof room. What? Only audience was Clive Anderson, Ray Galton, and an African band who spoke no English. Okay. Firstly, they are terrible circumstances for stand up. So yeah. No one's going to do well there, but even yeah. in that context, how bad was it? Could you could you see Clive Anderson's face? I could see them at first, and then I stopped looking at them because it was embarrassing for both of us. So then I just performed to the floor. Because you're a very was, nice man, Clive Anderson. I've done a couple of things. Oh, he's wonderful. It? Yeah, he, he was trying. And Ray Galton. I mean, there was no malice. There was just there was just legends of the industry watching a new comic perform half baked ideas um to to a, and it was i'd say 9:30 9:45 in the morning oh i mean literally nothing was right about that gig that is a nightmare 
And I don't think I got paid because it was PR. Oh, mate, you didn't get paid. I don't think I got paid because I think I was promoting something. So I think I did it to boost my profile. (laughs) (laughs) You were promoting a prototype of the Comedians Playing FPL podcast. It was just a wooden toy back then. Absolutely. Oh, mate, I feel for you. That's hard. I remember you um, telling me that you didn't do corporates anymore because you did, was it like an air conditioning awards at Stamford Bridge? And you said, I'm going upstairs to kill myself, and everyone cheered. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors annual dinner. That was it. I performed uh, unlit off a balcony into a pit where they just had a meat raffle. And my dad <laughs> oh, my so badly God. Told them I was going to go upstairs and kill myself, and they cheered. Wow. And then the guy who'd booked me for the corporate was so apologetic. He said, look, go upstairs, order whatever you want on our tab. Uh, so this was in my meat-eating days. I ordered a big spag ball, a garlic bread, side salad, side of fries, and a bottle of expensive red. And when I went down the next morning, they billed me for it. Oh, typical. Because I was too shy to say, I think, um, I think they were going to pay for it because I was really upset last night. <laughs> There was a big queue of people waiting to check out behind me who'd seen me at the awards too. Oh, no. I think I spent about 200 quid on dinner. <laughs> I think I would have been getting about 300 quid for the gig. It was a monstrous evening. I mean, I still do corporates, as you know. Um, sure. You know, I can handle it. Those fat cats won't make themselves laugh. Well, look, it's it's wrong to mischaracterize corporate entertainment as that sort of phrase. These are annual dinners. Um, and they're great fun. And uh, Ladies and gentlemen of the Frozen Chip Suppliers Guild, it is my very great pleasure to bring you the voice of the recently cancelled spitting image. <laughs> A man I've who got... has gained five-star reviews in Edinburgh if you collate those stars across the last five years. Mr. Matt Ford. Thank you so much. And obviously, it's been another record-breaking year for the frozen chip industry. Stuff like that. Yeah. Name some footballers who are named after rivers, you twat. Andy B. What's he saying? He says, uh, a French listener has told us that he knows what we mean by the phrase shit-eater and has promised to bring it to the people of Paris. He says, as testament to your podcast, I will try to implement... Monjour de merde into the local Parisian culture. That's so cool. We're in Paris, dude. Yeah, we've gone global. Well, European. Ooh, good question. Are you one of our global listeners? Email Ooh. us. Hello at cpfpl.com. And also what shit eater is in your local tongue. Yes. Also, if no matter where you live on earth, run out into the street, shout it at the top of your voice, let us know what happens. Email us. Hello at cpfpl.com. That's all the time we have. Thanks for joining us. We will be back next week with another episode when, if all is right with the world, I will be 7-5 ahead and Leeds will be ahead of Forest on points. Bye. Bye, Dr. Arnold. <laughs>